You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman and we're going back in time, not quite as far as we have the last few days, to New Year 2020 and we all hung up our stockings here in the UK on Brexit Eve. We were bracing ourselves for life outside the EU, so I thought it'd be best to be joined by people from outside the EU, Alice Fraser and James Nakise, join me to bid a fond farewell. Top story this week. Well, we've already done, done some of the top story this week. It, it is Brexit. Here in Britain, we are about to go through a psychological milsto- milestone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, let's hold back judgment on which of those was the misprint and which was the correct version for the next, well, let's say, 100 years. Then we'll re-record this episode with the benefit of hindsight. Um, uh, yes, tomorrow, tomorrow, 11pm, we are leaving the European Union in uh, everything apart from practicality, um, which will take a, a little while longer. England, Britain, sorry, Britain, will be free to carve out a new distinctively Brit- English, Brit- British um, identity around the country. We'll be hanging up the invisible bunting in our souls, <laughs> and uh, a new dawn will dawn, as dawns so often do. Um, very exciting times. For too long, this nation has been crumple-crushed under the oppressive quadruplic European yoke of peace, stability, cooperation and prosperity, but no more. We will be free as, uh, well, I mean, unwelcome outsiders as you are about to become tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, how, how are you going to mark mark the occasion? Well, I'm just going to jetpack off the nation. Right. That's my plan, is okay. just to strap some rockets to my back and shoot myself at the moon, right. see how far I get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a uh, panel raise on. Uh, right. And probably a double macchiato, right? Uh, and then uh, probably just eat some eat some pizza, right? Uh, enjoy that while it's still going. Well, those are all jailable offences, essentially. <laughs> I know that's why I got, I'm going to get it out before, right? Before, and then of course, come Saturday, yeah. Uh, eggs, beans, and toast, and peas, and peas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never tried it with peas, but I better get I better get used to it now. Yeah. Well, peas are the beans of the British now. Everything is the. <laughs> These are the everything. It's very, very philosophical. I mean, the thing is, whatever it was that people wanted Brexit for, and frankly, no one can remember 
no one really knows. Uh, there's a you know, vague. I mean, there's probably some good reasons, some less good reasons, same as there were on both sides. But I'm pretty sure what it was was the freedom to flog our national infrastructure off to the Chinese instead of the French, and I mean, at least that that we will that we will definitely have. So we will uh, touch on later. We've got the increased freedom. Yes. Yeah. Huawei fives all round. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, uh, who are we? Um, is well, who are we? I mean, that's <laughs> a very opposite question at the moment. Uh, we'll be enjoying increased freedom this time next week. Uh, the increased freedom of having fewer rights, uh, more restricted opportunities for work, travel, study, fewer chances to vote, and less representation for those votes. And all the time that we used to waste making those decisions is now freed up uh, to do free things and be more productive freely. Uh, traditional British things like building ourselves an exoskeleton of wattle and daub, dying of scurvy, witch hunting, druidism and freestyle henging. Europe has uh, been a, a touchingly fond farewell. Um, the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, quoted the great British 19th century novelist George Eliot, who wrote, Only in the agony of parting do we look into the depths of love. <laughs> I think it was George Eliot. It might have been George Benson. I'm not sure. I mean, it's either 19th century literature or 1980s soul. That kind of that kind of sentence. What is it like? How Nigel Farage was quoting the great 20th century uh, novelist, The Spice Girls, uh, during his campaign, going, "I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. Yeah. I want a zigzag yeah. And everyone went, "What does that mean?" He went, "Zigzag yeah." And people went, "Let's vote for that." <laughs> and that's why we're here. Von der Leyen continued, "We will always love you." And we will never be far away. I mean, that sounds a little bit stalky. A lot stalky. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, I feel like it's a generous move on behalf of the of the EU to leave the door, as it were, metaphorically open for the return of of Britain into the warm embrace of Europe. Uh, but I have the feeling that it's being said in a spirit of kind of smug chuckling behind the like when you go, it's, it's more like when you come crawling back <laughs> with your laundry like when you run away from home when you're six and your parents are like well we'll keep the you know we'll set the table for you <laughs> just it, it has that slight vibe to it right but then many kids that run away from home when they're six end up becoming you know hugely successful <laughs> global entrepreneurs so. I mean, that may be a lie, maybe a fact. I mean, look, it, what, is, what is done is what's done, right? And if by what's done you mean what has now just begun, an yep. incredibly long process that we'll be arguing about for the next 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I am interested to see how it plays out as somebody who has literally no skin in the game. All, all that can happen here is that, that uh, my money gets stronger against your money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like money top trumps, that's basically... <laughs> But what Giver Hofstadt said, this vote is not an adieu. The vote is only, in my opinion, an au revoir, to which Nigel Farage says, not if we voir you first. <laughs> um, he, uh, Leo Varadkar, the Irish Tisuk, said, uh, we'll say goodbye to an old friend embarking on an adventure. We hope it works out for them, but if it does not, there will always be a seat kept for them at the table. But again, that just sounds like it's setting up a fucking awkward family dinner, doesn't it? <laughs> or a wake. <laughs> Yes. There's a, something menacing about Irish compliments sometimes, isn't it? Like you can sort of hear the accent. 
I'm not going to do the accent because <laughs> I want to live. But you can, you know, we'll leave we'll leave a chair for like for you. That's it's kind of menacing. Really. I guess that depends whether it's like an Ulster accent or a Dublin accent. One is slightly friendlier than the other. And again, I'm not going to say which because <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of debate about exactly how to mark this historic occasion because it is clearly a very divisive um, moment in in British uh, British history, uh, and clearly not everyone is on. On the same side of of the coin, and this has been emphasised by a, a coin. Um, <laughs> the government has launched a new fifty p piece to mark uh, Brexit, which has caused even more division. I mean, this is the state. This is the state we have become as a nation. That the launching of a coin has managed to make people angry. Not about, not just about the fact that it's you know a, a coin marking a divisive moment, but the punctuation. On the coin, the words on the Brexit 50p say peace, comma, prosperity and friendship with all nations. And now, instantly I think, well, this is just a charming memento of the things we've enjoyed for the past 47 <laughs> years. And it even gives 30th, uh, even gives 31st of January 2020, the date of death, uh, is also marked on it, a lovely gesture, to give us Ramoniac something to look uh, look back fondly on in our, in our wallet. Do you know the etymology of the word wallet, by the way? No. Uh, small... Small wall, a, w- a wallet. People used to carry their money in brick pouches. Um, you're a terrible human being, Andy, and I'm glad that your country's going to fail. Uh, so the dispute is over the lack of a, what is called an Oxford comma uh, after the word prosperity. So that, uh, many people say that it should be peace, comma, prosperity, comma, and friendship with all nations for um, the, the sake of accuracy or pedantry or both. Um, I, I mean, know. of course, the most important part of Brexit, and in fact all British events, is the post hoc commemorative coin. And yeah, as, the pl- as the pound plummets, we want to know if it has a comma on it or not. <laughs> I mean, only the British could be staring down the barrel of an economic crisis and go, but what about that comma? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an infinitesimal addition to the weight of the coin, and when we start having to weigh them by the value of the metal in them again, that's yeah, going to make school. a big difference, yeah. yeah. The Oxford commas, incidentally, were also a short-lived and extremely unsuccessful NFL franchise in the 1930s. <laughs> uh, their precisely punctuated playbook pr- proving no match for the physicality and, and athleticism of the America-based uh, teams. So, And uh, shouldn't be confused with the Oxford coma, which is what happens once you get to be a don and you just sit at the <laughs> high table. Wondering where it's all gone. <laughs> um, but I think it's appropriate to have a coin to mark our departure from the EU, a large production run of something that is increasingly obsolete and uh, largely not used by the younger generation. Seems entirely appropriate. Uh, the font as well, the font on the, uh, the Brexit 50p, uh, is really laying our national cards on the table. That is properly 18th century. There are serifs flying around all over the shop. I thought it was Elvish. Uh, Elvish. Yeah. Right. It's uh, which is the fourth language of New Zealand. Right. <laughs> sounds like this is weird. Why have they put it in New Zealand? I mean, it's it's there's a lot of unnecessary. Well, that's why they've used the. Yeah. Fi- I mean, the stupidest thing is the reason it's a 50p. They can say everything they want. It's because they couldn't fit the text on any of the other coins. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, they could have just had you know a 10p with fingers crossed written on it. Or uh, I reckon they should have just done like a you know the two fingers going yeah. up. Well, I mean, anything, whatever, whatever works. F-U-E-U, that's all they need to print there. So where should the comma, should the comma have gone after prosperity, after friendship? Uh, does the with all nations mean just friendship with all nations or peace and prosperity with all nations? Or you can see the, the confusion. I mean, it's not a huge deal because there are other punctuational qu- queries. There's no full stop at the end. 
There are no ironic quote marks around peace, prosperity, friendship, all and nations. That's a, a, and an asterisk is missing um, well, after you know, all nations uh, to say all nations may exclude terrorist states, commercial rivals, convenient scapegoats, Argentina and anyone who pieces <laughs> of football. Friendship conditional on people from all nations not coming over here and taking our jobs. So that, that was missing too. The lack of a full stop is a very important thing. In modern grammar, a full stop in a text is a sign of passive aggression. Is it? Yes, so you need to leave that that open, it's like the open arms of the sentence, allowing somebody to respond. But does that come from Hemingway? Because he wrote very short sentences, isn't he? (laughs) Pretty passive-aggressive. I don't know if Hemingway was known for being (laughs) 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 passive-aggressive. He was just (laughs) aggressive-aggressive. That was another top story. Thank you for listening. For more from Alice, do listen to the latest issue of The Gargle, the Bugle's glossy magazine sister publication. Information about The Gargle, The Bugle, and other shows in our stable at thebuglepodcast.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.